Hi, Zoom. Hi, everyone. Um, we're here today with our decompression dinners. We've been planning this for a very long time and officially getting it started. I want to thank everyone for coming and joining us, Javier, Chris, Melissa. Um, yeah, they're all going to tell our, their stories. They're going to talk about taking pictures and just their journey as photographers. Thank you for coming, yeah. all of you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. It's great. It's a completely different structure. And I'm super interested in how mm -hmm. this is going to develop. Yeah. yeah. So first of all, thank you so much for putting this together. There's a lot of an enormous amount of effort putting this up, getting us together, getting us together together to agree right yeah that is sometimes complicated so i wanted to thank you thank this you this is mm -hmm. a lot of effort and it's it has been super smooth so thank you thank you you guys have done a good job getting us all together thank you yeah i mean there's no words can't express like how awesome this this really is so mm -hmm. thank you for the experience yes thank you mm -hmm. So most of this is your day, so yeah. Okay. <clears throat> However you'd like to start. I guess we can start introducing ourselves like first. So I'll go first. So um well again, I'm Gajo Melissa Vang. I I do photography, filmmaking, mixed media art. Um now like film did I say filmmaking? I don't remember. But now we're going to like filmmaking, narrative filmmaking and um, just really a storyteller, our heart. And so I truly believe that, you know, stories can't, should live more than one platform to, you know, so like, I don't stick to one thing because I think sometimes like a story can tell better, can be told better, like on a podcast or on film or on a play or photo series, interviews and stuff. So for me, it's just really playing around with that, and, and that's my artistic practice. Um, yeah, and I guess like, well, we're here in progress. So I've been here for since like 20, 2014, end of 2014, 2015. So, but it feels much longer, but yeah. And um, I just love it here. And I love meeting new artists, and this is why I know you both. So yeah, that's a little bit who I am and what I do. Oh, so I'm Chris June. I'm a photographer. I mainly do stills, but I like the art of storytelling and trying to document the way things are happening. I feel like in today's world, a lot of um, a lot of the narratives have been changed for one person's agenda or the other, mm -hmm. and so it's hard to really get to the core of what the stories are and what really um, and what's truthful about what's happening. And so I don't want to come in as a perspective and say I'm going to document just this one perspective. I want to do like a 360 view of everything that's happening around it. Mm -hmm. And then um, I think through that, the truth will be told and um, people's narratives are gonna come out and you gonna give an all encompassing like view of the story. And I think it's so important to document things right nowadays because so much is, uh, it's just hard to find that source and be aware. Mm -hmm. People trust it. And I think st people's stories matter too. So um, that kind of drives me to go and document things and tell people stories and I mean, I guess I've met a lot of incredible people in the community because of that. And like, it sort of changed my life and the way I do things. So I'm grateful for the community and all they've done to help um, 
my perspective and to change me and to uh, help me document, I guess. Um, I'm a bad speaker, so it's all move on to. <laughs> That's a wonderful way to put things. Yeah, very unique perspective. My name is Javier Tavera. Uh, I'm a photographer, uh, I'm a filmmaker, I'm an educator as well. Uh, for the past 25 years, I have been focusing almost exclusively on the Latinx community in the United States. And that has its challenges and it has its rewards. Um, but I'm still learning a whole bunch about my community and about uh, photography and filmmaking as well, how to take those, tell those stories that are important for us. And I, I'm pausing because I have no idea the year that, that I uh, actually, I didn't came to in progress, in progress, in progress came to me. What? Yeah. Oh. We used to have our Latino artist group and Chris came with those, computers fat packs and came like with eight of them, 10 of them. And she said, well, I'm here. Help me unload <laughs> from, from the car. So we went and got all the computers and started doing things. Eventually, um, I, I was doing stuff with adding progress, older location in downtown St. Paul. And I guess I, I'm not sure if I never left or, or, or in progress doesn't let you leave. <laughs> and I'm fine with it too. Uh, so super grateful that the organization is still around and with new people and new, uh, uh, new souls and, and still yeah. going forward, super strong. Mm -hmm. Of course. <laughs> no. Did you have a question or? I don't know how this goes, but I think for me, like coming in for this today, I don't, I feel like it's opening us up like very much. So my question to ask us is like, what are we walking with when we come into this room? So like, cause I was trying to formulate the question in English, um, in terms of like, it's not about like where you're coming from. It's about why you, what are you walking with when you come in here? So like, I don't know, I mean, take a moment to think, cause even I've been thinking about it all day or for a long while, cause um, I know I can say like, I'm walking in here with pain, um, grief, um, I think um, uh, new vision. Um, I'm walking in here with uh, also in, in in odd way sense of joy, um, a sense of calm. I'm walking in here with um, uh, you know I think. Uh, like I'll say it, like financial complexity, like financial unstability. I'm walking here with vulnerability. I'm walking in here with 
Um, uh, I think I sense of, it's a, a sense of searching still. Like, I think it's a different search that I thought I've put on myself. So I'm trying to figure that out. So I'm walking in with that. Um, I'm walking in questioning the spirituality. I'm walking in always questioning the spirituality. <laughs> um, I'm walking in uh, with, uh, I think, a sense of more adventures. So again, seeking. Um, I'm walking in with, um, uh revisiting old purpose and re and revisiting um revisiting what i think i've learned what structure is um and walking in with 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 talking like trying to speak um and just acknowledging like even before you know the question you asked me javier was like how was i feeling like I was good before I came through the door. Um, but again, I, and it's good, but see like the thing about what I didn't say is like when I came through the door, then it, there's a sense of like peace and calm because I'm surrounded by this energy and good people. And so it never mean, meant to pretend like it's gonna set up as something negative, but it's like something more. And I think that's a different outlook. So I can keep saying one walking in, but I'm also, and I'll think about it and I'll, continue to share that, but I would love to hear what you guys walking in with. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, I'm, I'm walking here, uh, I mean, with, this, with a, this old sense of, um, we call it in, in Spanish sobremesa. And that means that um, that's something about the Mexican culture that I enjoy a lot. That is, we gather, we have a meal, and then after that, in-depth conversations happen. And it's about everything and anything. And I, I wish you do that with, I mean, we, I used to do that with, with, with my family all the time, that a meal just doesn't take like the, whatever 35 minutes and then you're supposed to go on doing whatever is it that you're supposed to be doing but sometimes it takes two hours sometimes it takes four hours and that's where people relax and start knowing each other more uh, start knowing each other better and uh, it, it's a very interesting space. It's a space that we, 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 we don't have to speak neither a, like an academic language or an institutional language or, 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 or a formal language. We can, we can speak at home. Um, we can express each other however, how we are right with with the language that we know how to use and that opens a lot of doors this is uh, of course this is a i mean this is a different forum but yeah. but but it kind of let's pretend that, that 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 is this is it right let's pretend that there's nobody over there and let's pretend so um it is it, it's super interesting uh, bell hooks talks about that 
bell hooks, uh, the African American uh, writer, thinker, philosopher, right? That all of a sudden, this is where it happens. Mm. It doesn't happen anywhere else where we are completely free to speak and to express and to debate and to disagree and to so many things, right? Um, so I, 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 I come in with that perspective. Uh, uh, and probably even more important, I, I come here to learn. Because for me, that's, that's photography. Photography is not click, got it, put it on the wall. For me, photography is about learning, about anything and everything. Yeah, so I, that's what I have. Okay. So I guess for me, I'm coming in with the stresses of life in general. Like <clears throat> you go through the day, you do everything you do. Um, and 2020 was terrible. Like I think every one of us is affected deeply by different losses and different experiences we went through. And we have that on our shoulders and it's a heavy weight. Mm -hmm. And like, it's like you come in here for that one moment and it's, you can get a break from it. Yeah. It's still in the back of your head, but it's there. And I guess like, the stresses of life <clears throat> this like moments like this you get a break and nowadays there's not really a lot of these so like i guess for that it's good for that and then the ability to express yourself and talk about different things yeah. like the art form but like you said there's way more to this than just like taking a photo and oh there's your work because there's stories behind it and there's people behind it and like all of this is experiences we gain when we go out and we do our work and um, that sticks with us. Mm -hmm. It's with us probably for the rest of our lives. And um, this is one of those moments where we can just sort of reflect. But also, it's well, the moment we leave here, we're going back out into that world where it's full of that stress. But it's not all bad, you know. There's a lot of positives in it, mm -hmm. and a lot of beautiful experiences. And that's what I'm grateful about this type of um, work I've done is those experiences that have changed me. But <clears throat> sorry, I got something in my throat. But yeah, so that's what I had. Yeah, I, I think <clears throat> it's in, like for me, like in thinking about like photography, like definitely it's always about learning more, but also I want to unlearn what I also feel like it's conflicting to my, my process, my artistry. Um, I think a lot of the time is, um, you know, well, so like it's always played because I think, so my photography, which is behind me, which um, it's very personal. It's, I think I died more in that because, well, um, because of, I'm surrounded by that more in terms of my family, um, in terms of my father, my mom, um, in terms of, the community, where I go to, I go from, you know, where I'm driving, what I'm passing and what I'm seeing, what I'm experiencing. I'm immersed in those, like in that environment that I'm photographing or documenting or um, or even being part of that part participator, you know, and having the camera at one point um, and photographing that. Um, it's hard to say it's documenting because I never was intentional in terms of like, I need to document this because a, B, and C is more of like, I see things that I, I, I find interesting 
that I find that I would love to eventually show. So it's been a lot of going back and looking back at all my work, looking back at my photography. Um, not necessarily like, so for me, it's also a reflection to look forward. Um, and I think I, I bring this to myself because I'm, I'm really open to myself here, which is my photograph was never just my father and my mom in my caregiving experience and my family. But now that he's no longer here, that doesn't mean like, I'm not gonna, you know, like I didn't photograph for a full two years or a year since he passed. Like I haven't, I did, you know, like family portraits is a little bit different, but like I haven't really gone out and want to take photographs or want to do what I used to do, which is like, yeah, I mean, if the word is documentation, it's documentation, but it's really experiencing and photographing and seeing those, those moments that I found very fascinating and interesting that I still have not shown to people. Um, and, 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 and so like this past year, just, the, just going back and looking, it's very hard. I think it's not about really criticizing my work as a photographer, but it's the memories and it's those moments that are pretty painful to look at. And I don't think, and I say this because I think outside of me, I think a lot of people in general who have lost or who is in the you know losing someone or who have lost depending on like the time frame doesn't matter like you have things that remind you of them or or photographs or videos or damn Facebook when they do the memories like you know like every day they have like oh this you know ten years ago you did this you know and you just those 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 things pop up with social media and so for me like it's been a journey, an emotional one, but it's been like in my head going through, looking at these photographs and realizing like, why have I been taught that these are not acceptable to be shown? Or why do I think like these are not art? Why do I, you know, it's more of like, are these gallery worthy? Or are these like exhibit worthy? Um, are these, if I was to curate, so it's like a lot of this unlearning I want to do when it comes down to like an institutional art or in terms of like, who's my audience and how are they able to see it? You know, So those are like what's been going through my head. Um, and that's just like 1%, but, but that's just an example, you know? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I like, I'm, I'm like very happy to come here to this table to talk about it because like, I have, you know, like I have a question about like your images in terms of like, you is the media yeah and and the media independently non-independently like i don't mm -hmm. I mean i always correct me because i'm still learning the language of that that's fine and it's like what is that truth and for me it's like these are my truth but i'm not asking people to validate that truth i just know that that's my truth but mm -hmm. i do want to share it so when when and how um and so you know yeah, I mean, and, and, I don't know, pick it up or something. Well, I I have a question because, yeah. I mean, uh, these are four, four photographers that, that are working intensely in a, in a very specific way. Mm. And from the four of us, your photos are super intimate mm. yeah. and, and also very personal. I can, I can talk about my work and I can easily detach 
from, mm. from, from that work with our problem. Yeah. But I'm not sure if it's possible with your problem, with, with your problem, with your photos and, <laughs> and yourself yeah. to be detached, yeah. right? Because they're so, um, so extremely intimate and personal. <laughs> so um, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Because there, there, there's an enormous amount of complexity there. Yeah. Uh, my dad passed away um, two and a half years, and I took a lot of photo of photos uh, and uh, for his last two years and the last two weeks, I, I photographed intensely all the way when mm. uh, when he was all cremated. And I haven't been able to see this, those photos. I know that they're there. Mm -hmm. And every now and then I pass the little folder and I feel like I, I know they're there, yeah. but I need to be in a very specific place in order to open that folder and, and look at them. And it has been several years and I haven't been able to. So there's, and I'm like blabbering because I want to know about intimacy and then I want to know about yeah. your personal relationship with, with you and your family and how you carve that space where you're there and decide now is the time and I'm going to raise the camera and click and then put it down and continue yeah. uh, with the chores, feeding, uh, cleaning, uh, telling stories to him, whatever. So. I'm not sure if I yeah, I think like well, I think back of like I don't think of this as an as an assignment. I don't think this is like I need as a photographer, this is my role. I feel like I had that when I was in college. Like it was an assignment or when I went out to the community. I'm like, I have a purpose and I'm here to photograph. And I think it's more of like me uh, coming to terms that this is why I photograph back then recently in the past I think being part here within progress and having these complex conversations and also figuring out who my audience or who am I, who am I photographing for and I realized I'm photographing for myself mm -hmm. which is totally fine and very selfish and I'm, and I'm okay with that um and in these moments I don't think of like I'm doing this so I need to photograph this special process because no one's doing it I think I remember the whole purpose is going is because I enjoyed it. I and it goes back to like I see things differently, and I in the it's a and it's the self validation of like I have this perspective that I feel like I come in and I can show for my any of the portraits that I have outside my family, you know, besides being the formal ones like for the backdrop and everything. A lot of the time, it's like for me to remind myself like, oh, this is what I did. This is what this is what we did on a daily basis. This is the event that I attend. This is the, you know, and it just so happened I have a camera, which is a tool for me to document. Um, a lot of the time now that I have my phone, I use that mostly, but it, for me, it, it was just an extension of who I am to capture it. So it is personal because it's my journal. It's, um, it's, it's intentional in terms of the whole like always question like what is my role as a photographer what am I how am I defining that with the work I do or show but when it comes down to this everything everything is like erased like everything what I know everything what I've said that's gone because what it is is just 
It's just my relationship. So I, I don't know yeah. that. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, yeah. No, I, I, I agree, but, but I, I mean, I'm of the idea that uh, when I'm taking the picture mm -hmm. uh, and when I'm in the situation, the, those moments are mine. But once those pictures are up here, mm -hmm. they stop being mine. Mm -hmm. Because all of a sudden, I mean, I'm sharing with a lot of people and people are gonna come to those images <laughs> with whatever information they have. Yeah. Right? So all of a sudden I see them and because of yeah. my, my, my father yeah. uh, has a couple of years ago, I can completely start to yeah. have that unique story mm -hmm. right that is not your narrative but but is mine and i and i have gotten to to accept right that a, any picture that i put up yeah somebody else is gonna pick up yeah and do their own so being so personal i mean i don't know how do you feel about that i learned in the same way that i i wanted it um, and I think that's the selfish part of me where I need that up, um, to be, oh, it's a subtle way to be in people's faces in terms of like intimacy, relationship, vulnerability, moments that is not yours, but you're in the space now and you are present to let this peace. And, and I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I it's that, I, I don't know, like the word I put out there is the word experience versus, um, because it comes with like feelings, comes with thinking, comes with, you know, if judgment is there, it comes with uncomfortability to being comfortable. It comes with a lot of those complex, and, it's, and if you were to put everything down, it comes with feelings. So, if I'm able, so I feel like that's like that's my thing now. It's like it goes into like what are you feeling? What it, what it, and then you walk away feeling like you can be disturbed by it because it's so intimate. Um, you can be, you can you can find a sense of relation with it because you know something you have you can connect to it. Um, and I think for me, like, I don't, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm this, the, with photography, like, and especially like the work I have out, like, I, I know, like, the other part that I have to do, the work that I have to do is let my family, like, my family has no clue. But at the same time, like, I, in my, you know, so like, that's another branch I have to go into, which is, you know, when they come in, they see. When mm. they come in, it's different. Mm. But then for me, mm. I care a little bit more with that mm. Mm. versus like, I want a larger audience to really do see it too. Yeah. Um, I think, um, I think as artists, like you said, <clears throat> it's personal to you. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other people that went through it too. Mm -hmm. So it, it'll mean a lot for them too. It's not just like, as artists, we have the luxury of being able to tell the story and document it, especially as photographers. But there's so many other people who go through the same thing we do. And in a way, it helps them realize they're not alone, mm. that there's other people that go through this too. 
And in that sense, you're also helping to bring a sense of peace to other people too. Like um, when my dad was recovering from COVID, I was documenting his recovery and like, he doesn't want those photos out there. And I told him I wouldn't publish it if um, he doesn't want me to. And he still doesn't want me to, but I'm still trying to get him to do that because I know what it would mean to other people that have gone through the same thing. So I think you may say it's selfish, but it's a very selfless act to put it out there because you're putting yourself on the line. You're becoming vulnerable to have those photos put up. And so like, you're also doing a service to a lot of other people that you'll never know how much it affects them in like such a positive way. So. Oh, the the intimacy. Um, I feel like I mean now I'm not just looking at my work, you know, like in this space itself, with like King Tamisha's work and then with your work, and eventually yours. What's the word? What's the word? Is that called the, the space? Like the from the wall, the image into that person? Is that that third space? Is that what's called? Third space. I'm not familiar with the third space. Okay, maybe I'm just making it up. <laughs> I'm familiar. No. But, 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 but elaborate because I'm super curious. Okay. I feel like, okay, so it's, it's, it's when you're so like when you're standing in front of an image there's that distance between you and that piece of work mm -hmm. and for me the exchange is that energy between like i, I i'm calling it energy i don't know it, it there's no like physical form or anything science but i'm saying there's that exchange that happens that leave people or people you know or, or, or an individual individual and i feel like and i say that because it, it, for me it happens to me like this is just who i am so like when i'm looking at our piece or when i go to a museum or exhibit or i see a billboard that's you know or or mural like that arch between me and i between that piece and i like it could be like the vibration of my heartbeat that i feel it could be the wind in between that really creates the distance of like feeling, or it could really be like my isolation because I, I like it could be like a lot of people in front of me that I can't see that piece. So I have a fascination of like looking at that uh, another more like another uh, perspective of intimacy between the art piece, the individual, and that distance. Mm -hmm. And I call it distance, but again, it's still like there's still have something happening. Um, and, and, and for me, like, I, I want to play with that. Like, that's what I like, what I want to do now, like with my photography. And a lot of my work right now is very, like, it is personal because a lot of my work is, it is of my family, this is where I'm surrounded. But I also know, like, on a larger scale, like when I do go out and I do want to do this, there's that I do think about, like, with my photography. I again, English. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think that is that space is of the most importance. Yeah. I mean, I always tell my my students. I mean, 
have 15, 20 students and somebody puts up work for us to critique it. And usually everybody's in their seat, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, no, no. And I'm trying to force that same thing, right? That space, like come on up yeah. and you're gonna come to them and a physically uh, space, and I call it like that you can smell them. Yeah, okay, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I mean, as the semester goes by, it's like, okay, let's go come up and smell the pictures. Yes. And they laugh at, at the analogy, but they know that they have to come up and then look at them real close to activate that space that you're talking about, mm -hmm. that all of a sudden, the picture is talking to you. And uh, the interesting thing is, is uh, to analyze also in that space, where's the photographer, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. In some of them, you can see the photographer right there. Mm -hmm. And in some of them, beautifully, the, the photographer is gone and I can have like that closeness with your father and I can smell the potatoes or whatever that is right yeah. and I can and I can all the sudden be there with him knowing that you're close by right but all of a sudden you are a little bit disappearing and and I'm there having this conversation with your father that mm. is like super intense and yeah. and it has all these like different emotions that uh so I, I think it's interesting to at least have it present, right? Yeah. That, 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 that you have the power to activate that space in, in, in a certain way. Hmm? I, like, I, I, yeah. But it, uh, it's, I think the question I think that we asked is like, uh, oh, I mean, I'm trying to deconstruct the word photographer. Like, if you were to take away the tool, what are you? Storytelling. I mean, I mean, because the right. Right. I mean, that that will be like a crazy exercise, right? That all of a sudden you take away our, our our tools and our toys, and it's like, uh, I think the and, and I'm going to talk personally. Mm -hmm. The amount of awareness that we have when something is happening uh, is different when we have a camera in front of us, because when we have a camera, we're right away in our minds framing, framing mm -hmm. about all the possibilities of, of a picture. Um, interesting enough with these toys, right? We have it and I've caught myself when I'm doing video that I'm clumsy enough that I press video and I think it's playing, it's recording, but it's not. Um... And then all of a sudden I see, right? how everything is happening there and it's like beautiful and all that stuff and and then after like three four minutes i i see it's like oh it's not recording but but still that awareness is yeah. there that that i want to frame it yeah. and i i'm looking at the light 
I'm looking what's in front, behind. And uh, I think this is a different type of awareness when we uh, have, we acknowledge that we have this artifact yeah. in front of our faces. And it can happen two different ways. It can isolate you because it's like, mm -hmm. right? I right is like a barrier between people, but it can also get you close and and pay attention in things that are happening that you want all of a sudden to to photograph. I think one one thing that brings back to what you commented about, like when you look at a photograph and the photographer disappears and stuff. I think there was a moment in my my period of being of photographing that I realized I wasn't living in that experience because I had a camera. I was photographing, framing, thinking, constantly using this tool. But for me, I realized like I lost. I don't remember what 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 happened, or like I I know what the event is. I know what it is but I was not who I am there, if that makes sense. Like, it, it, it does make sense, yeah. yeah. And so like for this, when I photograph my family, my, my, my dad, when we like do these stuff, I, I choose not to have that mindset with the camera. I don't allow the camera to take over me, um, but I allow it to be, be, be with me in photographing and then be part of it. Um, and I realize it's, I mean, for me, that it's very specific. Like I'm saying like a family, something engage you to a family, a community open mic. Like I'm like, okay, I, an analogy I give is like, like the open mic. I go and I go and photo, photograph and I'm looking at the singer photographing. Uh, and sometimes I can hear what they're saying, but I'm so focused in my head that I missed the song. Mm -hmm. But was I still there? Physically, yeah, but I. Right. I mean, I don't know, like. Prince did something like that. We wouldn't allow cameras in his concerts because mm -hmm. everybody would film it. Mm -hmm. And it actually helped people connect and be more part of it. So, yeah. That's exactly what a lot of artists are doing nowadays to prevent people from, like, um, not enjoying their show. Because, really, mm -hmm. what's someone really going to record that's going to be um, outstanding on an iPhone? Yeah. Uh, pointing at the stage. Yeah. It's just so funny because Friday I just went to a concert and I photographed the video tape. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I believe it's true, but but I think our awareness goes leans more towards the visual when we are photographed. We're still there, but all of a sudden everything that we have goes to the visual and the frame as opposed to any other sense, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So that might, we might have that illusion that I can, I was never there, but I mean, I mean, talk to us about the excitement of looking at something. I know you have the camera right there, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden everything is getting constructed in a way that is like, I'm, I'm going to reach mm -hmm. now is the time that I'm going to reach for mm -hmm. the camera. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think there's other stuff that is happening. 
because you're not thinking just about the present moment, but you're thinking about how in the future you're gonna you're gonna see them. So, or when you have your shift sitting down and it's like, what did that just what what did just happen? Right, I'm gonna see, and it's like, oh yes, right. I think um, too. I know I said that it helps you disconnect the people from it. But if you're like on a sign and you're photographing, it's mm -hmm. a little bit different because mm -hmm. you're actually paying attention to more like the drummer in the background that no one ever paid attention to. Mm -hmm. The lighting, like how it looks, the composition, the reaction of the audience to it. So in a way, you're not just focusing on the song, mm -hmm. you're focusing on a 360 visual around it where like you'll get two songs to photograph and you're trying to focus on every part of it mm -hmm. to tell the story in as good of a way as possible. Granted, like you don't get to enjoy the show like everybody else, but in a way you enjoy it in different ways. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I agree. I agree. I mean, that, that's going completely contrary. Like the awareness is not only, right? Because we are also like close yeah. our eyes when we're in the concert and we're in our heads, yeah. right? Not even in the, we're like, we're just right here. And all of a sudden with the camera, it's like, what is that? And, kind of like let's turn around and yeah, yeah. how are the other people and and what is, what is everything how is everybody connecting with with everybody else and it's a beautiful thing all of a sudden with covid it has been thwarted but uh to have that experience of collectively uh presencing something right collectively listen when we get I mean and now that's disappearing right yeah. there's less and less movie theaters yeah. right and yeah we can see it at home but I do miss that collective mm -hmm. like we are all and then all of a sudden we all are burst out laughing right yeah. or we all are like you can hear people uh, crying or sobbing or people afraid and that collective thing is something that that I miss a lot. Now is is getting more acute with with COVID because we we don't gather anymore. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that can be something that we can also experience with photos. I, I guess we could. I feel like no, I'm in total agreement. And the thing is, is like even my thought process, like what I'm saying, probably is going to be very contradicting, which is great um which is like yeah it it's it's because you brought up the whole like okay projects a self-assignment passion like you, th there's that so like i remember that because i mean even this is like i can't deny that this is also my my own project my own passion even if i'm conscious like how i'm approaching or how i'm doing it not all the time like i need to admit that it's not all the time i mean like this is not it i'm gonna be here but it's that instinct of grabbing my camera, photographing. It's that instinct of, fuck, I need to document this shit before some shit happen, you know? Or it's that instinct of like, I'm an artist. <laughs> like I just, I, I go and I am photographing this or I'm documenting this or I'm doing it in a way that, because I, I, I'm not saying like, because for me, again, it's like, what is that tool? So camera, yes. Cell phone, hell yeah even audio recording when I can't, you know, have a visual. That sensory, I, I feel like it is a, 
I feel like that is also, it's part of me in terms of like, which sensory am I also including or triggering or having an effect or, and, and for photography, it's just, it's clear from first thing. Like, okay, so, um, I, okay, so at one point, if audio can, can bring visuals where, like you said, you're in a concert, close your eyes and you're in your head. But if, if I can curate an experience with audio to imitate something that I think is a story that, that speaks more volume than an actual person talking about it. Sound ambience to breathing to you know, floor creaking to birds tripping here and there to wind hitting the wind panels. Like that audio sensory can also bring visuals. And so it's that, then it's kind of like, now it's just, it's just coming in you, right? Um, but then at the same time, there's still that distance of like where the source came to you. So there's that space still. So. Can I ask you how much of, uh, of, of, of what you do in this specific project, mm. how much of it are you thinking about memory? Oh, I can't get out of it. Well, help me understand memory. I mean, you just said that that you said like, "Fuck, I was, I need to, I yeah. need to write." Yeah, yeah. Because that moment, and, and and as I age, right, my memory is even more porous, right? I'm following you, okay? <laughs> but as the, as the year passed by, all of a sudden it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and photography is one of one of those media that. That is immediate and it, it has that in it that can right when you see that image it can trigger right mm -hmm. smell and how it felt the humidity inside if the floor was whatever yeah. sticky right right so uh, i mean how much of that is also the urgency to say like okay i know this is this event or a life or is going to go away. So I want to go back to my pictures and and have that and I'm using reality in the most like vague sort of way. Right? I want to know right what how the 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 clothing, the the, and I'm looking at the pictures as I'm talking, right? The sound of the amount of people surrounding your dad. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming all the, yep. right? Um, the how how did it feel the 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 the, uh, the cover that your dad has, yeah. right? I don't know. I'm blabbering, but. Uh, I mean, or, or just the experience of, of him being there with you that 
is no longer. Yeah, well, I mean, King Demetrius, if you may, so happy you made it. <laughs> Car problems along with everything else. No. Oh, yes. Just... How y'all doing? Chris, you know how you on today? <laughs> Seems weird being in a room like without your gear on. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we always so move. Oh, she <laughs> don't leave me behind. Oh my goodness. How you doing now? Very good. Very good. That's good. Have a seat. Look at these images, man. It's so powerful. Have you not been here yet? No, I haven't. Is this also all you guys' first time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. Oh. This is cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me talk. Okay, let me try to get the and then oh okay. And then you can introduce yourself. Okay. Um but um I okay, so yeah, I mean I, I mean, I'm saying this because I feel like that, again, I don't, I'm thinking of the moment in terms of what, with the question in terms of memory, like, um, it's scary to realize that I will lose it. Um, and I think it's also a fear of not, not having all that details, but I, for who, okay, so now this is just for who, where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm coming to you this. Fuck, I can feel, like, I feel like the emotions I still feel is that memory enough? Like, um, so feelings, I, I, I guess I'm really trying to be intuitive in terms of like, um, hopefully looking in the future, like if I don't remember the details or if I don't, have specific memories of when I took that photograph mm -hmm. because I was there. I'm the one who took it. Mm -hmm. And it occurs to me, like, I don't remember everything. Mm -hmm. uh, but I remember that isolation moment that I photograph of him. Like even, okay, so like, yeah, yeah, right now. But I remember the feeling that I had when I, uh, of that day, or that evening were just, just kind of like concern. Um, and that sticks longer than remembering the visuals unless until I see that picture. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know, like I think, I mean, I'm saying all this stuff because I, I feel like I, at least I can express this out and you know, well, okay, you guys help me figure this out too. But more of like, I feel like I don't, like, I, I don't have that definitive answer about, like... Uh, and you don't, I mean, we don't have to. I mean, because as time passes by, yeah. the, the time is more distant and the relationship to the photos yeah. and events is going to be also very different. So, I mean, we can have this in conversation five years from now. And, Which we probably will. Yeah. <laughs> I don't still know. Um, I, I mean, okay, so here, here's an example. So, okay. I, so when I was doing my dad's 
like in memoriam video for his funeral, we gather as much photograph that our families have taken in those though. That was a fucking hard process because mm -hmm. I realized before digital technology, mm. before 2011, 2010, everything was mostly fit mm -hmm. in our family when we got married. Mm -hmm. So there was a period, I'm like, where the fuck, what happened? Like, <laughs> like what's going on? Yeah, I'm like, where, where's our documentation of my dad during that time? I'm like, that's because it was film. And it didn't occur to me until like, I was like, oh, we have to scan photographs. Oh, we have to go look for film strips and find a machine that scanner that can scan films. And also like looking at archiving that or how people archive it is very different. Um, so, so for me, in terms of the memory, like I, even if I didn't have those photographs before digital, like I still, I, this is what, that's, that's the fear. Like I don't remember, but I remember, I remember major points or major things that happened that I know I did, took photographs. I just don't have the photos, but I remember being upset. I remember being, you know, like happy at one point, you know, like, you know, or it, yeah. So I don't know where this is going, but <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's all good. It's all good because I mean I'm always thinking about yeah. about memory and about how that's fading and how can I rescue that. And there's a there's an enormous problem. I'm not sure if to call it a problem, but photographers we have that thing about permanence that we wanna right keep yeah. keep the thing and we have a problem with impermanence. Right. And eventually we're not going to live with, with all these images. We're just going to like go wherever we have to go and leave all of this behind. But in the meantime, I don't know. So my, okay, this is, this is me being nerd, but, and also loving sci-fi stuff, but technology today, you can scan a, a dead person with the images. And then as a photographer, you can frame them and create their existence. Like a lot of demons there. Right? <laughs> like, Whoa, what's going on? But I'm 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 saying like that is also a prospect of the future where with the tools. I don't I mean I'm not I'm just throwing that out there because I have thought about it when and hearing articles, watching film and you know, reading sci-fi even from back then, it's like this whole idea of like, yeah. I I I mean I, I think of like you know when okay the word photographer, like like I will never do this, but the idea of like showing my father where uh, of how he no I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. 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 And I yeah. I mean, I mean it's storytelling wise, compelling narratives for outlets and stuff. Yeah, I can talk about AIs and all that stuff and creating, but reality for me, it's like I don't want to do that. But yeah. okay, anyway, keep <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Huh? Just huh? need to stop AI. <laughs> stop AI. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I mean, without that technology, like how do you get that sharp photos automatically? Do we need those sharp photos? Huh? Do we need those sharp photos? I don't know. Oh. All right, so. <laughs> Just an introduction. Oh, introduction. Yeah. Oh, um, King Demetrius, um, journalist, photographer, Black CNN, Listen um, Media, USA. Oh, yeah. A lot going on. Just a lot. Can't even imagine what's going on out here. It's like I I was looking on Facebook and I seen you guys live. I said, "Oh shit!" <laughs> oh, Chris, is I supposed to be there? It's like, "Oh my goodness!" So I hurry up and rush here. I lost my keys to my car. I threw them in the garbage can. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> I don't know how I threw my keys in my dumpster. Like, who does that? So I'm moving too fast. Too much stuff going on. So yeah, but um, yeah, this this whole like this whole beginning of the year has been just depressing on all levels. I mean, like losing Mel Reeve as a mentor, the journalist, freedom fighter, activist, um, just a. And how would I call him a real model, not a role model, because a role model never make mistakes, but a real model does. That's what he was, a real model, real human being. Um, to lose Clyde Belcourt, um, one of the founders for AIM, American Indian Movement, started in 1968, him and three more other um, Native Indigenous people. Um, just to lose another mirror lock just recently here, beginning of February. Um, I, I just never forget all of this. It's just like the beginning of the year, just so much trauma, so much, you know what I'm saying, depression. And it's kind of like, here we go again, you know, like um, the movement never stops and um, it, never, it continues no matter what. Um, we're thinking of depression never stops, you know what I'm saying? Anxiety never stops. Um, life on life terms never stops. It's just, um, wow. I mean, like, where do we go from here? Like, after seeing all the trauma, after experiencing the trauma, after documenting the trauma, after reliving the trauma, I mean, like, um, as journalists, as photo, as photojournalists, as photographers, um, like we live through the lens of our camera most of the time. Um, it's not that one particular shot that you get, you know what I'm saying? Because every shot means something to you, despite the fact if you're doing on a continuous shooting, you're at an event, you shot a thousand photos. Um, all thousand of those photos mean something even if it's blurry, even if it's off key or what have they, but it's always one photo in there that really stands out and sticks with you for the rest of your life, you know? 
several photos if if that's the case. But um, I mean, it's just kind of like you think about um, being in the space, you know what I'm saying? You talk about sci-fi and different things. Just, just thinking about how reinventing things over and over and over again. And you think like, maybe this time we got this. Maybe this time we're going to um, do things a little different, right? But it never happens. Um, we're waiting for waiting for some justice for just us. And it it never seems to come our way, you know. Never. We, we, we um I would thought during the uprising of George Floyd, um I would thought that was different. What about you, Chris? What about it? <laughs> what do you think about that? Like Remember when we were out there, we was documenting them, people tearing up the police station. Oh, we take the pictures. And I was like, okay, this is gonna be, we're not gonna have to do this no more. Like, mm -hmm. and now we're seeing Amir Lock get shot, mm -hmm. um, executed. I mean, like you just you just think about it, you're like, wow. And then we see how other different nationalities egg the police on to shoot them. They never get shot. They shoot at the police. They never get shot. They get taken in alive. They shoot up a church. They get taken in alive. They go to Burger King. I mean, like, you know, you shoot people in Kenosha and you walk to the cops with an AR-15 with your hands up, like, hey, they started it. Like, where do we go from here and how? Um, as photojournalists, and not just as that, as human beings that has morals, that has um, compassion about life, like, um, how are they gonna be able to deal with this? I mean, like, day to day, just like, it seems like a lot of times we're in a space where what's wrong is right and what's right is wrong. And it only happened to certain people. You'd be like, why is this constantly happening to a certain ethnic people? Why why do these people have to be the ones that's always getting the short end of the stick? Like, why? You know what I'm saying? We've seen when they did Asian hate, we was like, the guy was just having a bad day. What? Like, how, how can you how can you make this? You can't make this up. I mean, like. The hate is so real, you know. So I just seen like um a white guy got shot by a cop like about 15 times. He's on the highway having a mental breakdown. He did he did like that to the cops and they just gunned him down. Like he didn't have a gun or nothing. Just like the overkill. Um, you know, the constant trauma, the constant. I mean, like. How do we deal with this depression? How how can we really assess this without losing our morals, our values? You know, like, yeah. So.
good to have you here. Yeah, thank you, thank yeah. you, Chris. Yes, thank you. Glad yeah. to meet us. Yeah, wow. Something. We would look at the world and we would just say it's a beautiful mess. Be beautiful sometimes, but it's a lot of times it's a mess. What a beautiful mess! <laughs> you look at me. <laughs> <laughs> No, not yet. I want to know. I want to know why black and white. Me? Um, texture. Mm. Color is great. Gives it, it does. It's but when I photograph and I really look at it, the texture is not there when I have any color, mm. and it comes out more in black and white. Mm. It gets for me because again, photograph to us is a flat surface. Mm. So when I want to bring it out more, like that, that invades that space I keep talking about. Mm -hmm. I think the only art element that I can do that with. Is also adding texture in it, if that makes sense. It does. It does because I mean, I mean, I mean, we're looking at form and tonal range and yeah. and all that jazz, and maybe color will be on the way. Mm -hmm. Maybe color will prevent us right from getting closer to to your father. I don't know because I haven't seen color either, but <laughs> I, I think right. Well, yeah, that's true. So yeah, it, well, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting choice oh. to all of a sudden depleting the whole thing uh, from color and um, we go into more like a dreamlike because it's also when it's depleted of color, it's also depleted of a specific time. I mm -hmm. mm -hmm. specific time, I, I, uh, I, it's it's the whole cliche word of timeless, but I'm like it, it's valid enough that it is. But it's also the fact that with these images, when you put it all together, color tones are different, different time period, different lighting, and when you want to do a cohesive like when you think of now, this is when we're going to the whole like curation and going towards. What makes a good image? Which one is good? Which one will fit? Um, 
like overall you like without people really talking about it, you do think of color you do think of how they all fit you think you think of like even here like you go from the warm color to the to the mm -hmm. cool color tones but i feel like with black and white it strips all of that away mm -hmm. um in a way and in 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 it also comes down to the editing because i do when you play with saturation in black and white it's interesting mm -hmm. you the reds come up but then the tone the color of the okay. shades of black and white is very different mm -hmm. you know um and 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 i feel like i can do more without the destruction um there's also the fact that a lot of my photographs is not sharp and the graininess adds to the texture mm -hmm. And it's it's a, it is it is a choice like it, like I made that choice. Um, it punches out the form more for me. Um, and also I think I think I'm not I mean when I look at color I also think I I I can't do I try to do subtle as much as I can but I need to see the extremes before I can determine the medium. And with the black and white like I know what the extremes are. So then it's just, for me, it's just a matter of like making it work. Um, like I went to school, I'm like, oh yeah, you look at your histogram and you fix this and you look at, and I'm like, That's what you need. yeah. And I'm like, well, my focus is actually like, you know, his Brussels of the beard. Mm -hmm. But then when it comes to skin tones and it's like, well, you have a yellow warm undertone, you have to illuminate the orange or, AI, basically, like how they program tone, skin tone fixing, which is difficult. Mm -hmm. So for me, the black and white is timeless. The black and white just um, gives the depth I want with all these other art elements that I can build upon it. Um, and then I think it's also, um, it's also, I think it's also like, yeah, clarity in a way to me. I, and then I say this because I do edit these, right? Yeah. Maybe I, I said too much, but yeah. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm always curious about why, right? Why? We pick um, different, different things. So my last question will be uh, to, to tap on private and the public. Um, and and it's, it's both, I mean, these are very private moments. Uh, some of them, like the image to the, to the left is, is, is public, but it has still that private moment. Mm -hmm. uh, even if everybody's ignoring what you, the connection that you have with your dad, right? Is in a public space and, uh, right? And also, The displaying also, and we touch a little bit about that uh, in, in the conversation, but the displaying of this product, right? I mean, I mean, do you think about is it on your mind when, when photographing or when, when presenting and displaying them? Or um, so with the image itself.
I none of my family members and none of us, even the world in the universe, changes to Jesus. So you know, when I think about that question of public and private, it's just so much both, which is my assumption because it's a sense, it's a sense, it's this is like, I feel like me, it's not like, hey, when we see pictures, smile. Or like when you're photographing someone that I'm looking during that moment. That's who they are. And so for him, a lot of the time, like, even in the public space, it's that isolation, it's that, it's who he is that makes it very that intimacy and that, that privilege. So like, that's like the whole, like, that's, you know, it's, a part of this connection, too. Um, because in, in, I feel like I'm like, it's not like there's no access to who he is. Like, oh, like, 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 so like, like, there's, there's not like a, um, you have and that's like you know, so that's why like, it's interesting that like, I didn't think of um, but I think I think about our house, like, our house is also, and I think about it, that door is open, I think of people who have chosen to have their open, it's just about how you, who are you coming from and who is that? Um, so even if you're in the public space, do they have the whole, it's a private only, or it's a only person of color only, or it's a, you know, only family member only. Um, yeah, so like, that's why I wrote the whole thing I wrote in TV, like, happy book. That's that. It's hard to, it's hard to hold back, it's hard to, uh, so, I mean, personally, I'm, I'm so grateful that you get to share with us these, these images and I'm saying as far as the joy and the love, but also the grief and the pain that is in the images. I mean, I feel like all of about just standing here on the scene. So, thank you. 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 This is how we can have But I do recognize right. <laughs> 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 
First of all, thank you for being so open. Um, know that there's a lot of strong spiritual energy in the room right now. Yeah. Okay, that's what I said in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 we, I chatted with our our viewers to let them know that yeah. we're having a little interference, but it may be time to wrap yeah. shortly and. Um, this is a beautiful conversation, but that's all I wanted to come and say is that mm -hmm. we're having a few technical difficulties, so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think for me, and I mentioned this earlier before we even did this, like, I feel comfortable enough, like, it's the, like, I've accepted, like, these wave of emotions comes and goes, but also, like, I fully embrace it. Um, it keeps the memory real. Uh, I think I've been in my head a lot about, right? Like if I've lost everything or just still have. Um, and I feel like, I don't know. I, I, I keep on using the field because I feel, I, I want to dive more into like looking at that um, emotions that mm. translate translate across time, emotions, feelings that translate across any medium, um, but also like, you know, if I, I, I do focus as being a photographer, then what do I bring, well, how, I always have that with my photography now I realize, like in terms of like, when I do photograph, um, I used to say like, I like, and I think Javier, you, the reason why I look at Javier a lot, cause he's my mentor, but he's, from 2014 to now, like, mm -hmm. I think it was a lot of like, I'm avoiding stuff mm -hmm. that I will feel too much. So I look at objects. I look at things that surround us that tells us more about who we are than the actual human being. Because I also, you know, like, so when I started my fridge project, like it was very much when we can isolate an object that speaks about our human experience, like, can we, can we, can we do that? And I, I'm still on that journey. I'm still trying to figure that out, you know? And it comes down to like language, culture, you know, life experience growing up. Um, so that's a different way of me trying to look at life and trying to look at doc, documenting. Um, and that's a little bit more focused and, but outside of the camera and outside the image, it's also my interaction with the individuals. And I think that's what, for me, that's a that's my photography too, but that's not that's shown through the image. Um, and I bring that up because I because I think it's it's very fascinating because it comes down to basic human relationships. Like I'm able to have this intimate conversation with you all because of in progress, because I met you all because we have a relationship in what we do in photography and you know, like who we are as photographers, why do we do photography? Why do we tell stories? Why do we do the art we do? Um, who are we coming from when we do that? Um, to like, 
to knowing that the conversation does not end, I'm hoping. Um, but also like to acknowledge, like, I, for me, it's, it's, a, it's like a part of who I am in growing as, a, as an artist. So mm. um, yeah. I have lost myself when I was talking. So I trying to remember the point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Okay. I was like, I was on something good. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Yeah. That might be a good way to end. <laughs> yeah. So does anybody else have any last words for this conversation? I love the photos. I love them too. Aria, what was the dub? The duck. Oh, we're gonna. Yeah. Duck. Are we gonna talk? If you, if you're patient, we can have right. That can be the. Okay. The, yeah, but I can, it's a, it's a, it's a. I don't want you to miss that story because it's like, it's a dog that 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 has identity problems. Mm. It's not. It's Because because the dog thinks it's a dog. Oh. oh wow. <laughs> Well, oh. <laughs> oh no! Because okay. it's surrounded by dogs. <laughs> so he ran with the dogs. So if there's there's a kid in the bike, all the dogs come out. And he's like, oh shit! Oh. <laughs> the dogs run after the bike and, and running back behind, <laughs> quacking behind the kid in the bike. Or if there's a, a car, and, and it's it's gotta be one of those things, right? <laughs> Probably the dog has never seen himself in right. the in the mirror doesn't know who he is and, wow. and then all of a sudden it's like if everybody around me is a dog maybe i'm a dog too <laughs> and that can happen to, to humans as well right but maybe i'm whatever this is so uh, uh yeah she she got the dog when it was a tiny little yellow mm. dog oh. thing and then it grew up and is i mean if you get close it's all dirty and because it's been Underneath cars and yeah, yeah. it's like super funny. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Hold on. Good thing we will talk about yours later because my heart can't handle that right now. Um. Thank you, everyone, um, for coming to our Zoom meeting today. Once again, this is our first decompression dinner. We still do have three more coming up, um, one from a week from now, and then it's gonna be every other week until the end of March. So please come and um, be present in those Zoom dinners. And thank you everyone for coming today, King Demetrius, Javier, Chris, Melissa, and thank you for sharing your story and your images with us.